Ah, Resident Evil Extinction. Extensiones. I don't even know if <laughs> that's how you say extinction in Spanish, but I'm excited to be doing this commentary, man. I really am. Um, this is the one I've been waiting for. And the crazy thing is, I think we've got three more movies after this. What's after this? Afterlife, uh, Retribution, and the final chapter. Yeah, we've got three more movies after this, but this, this is where the Resident Evil movie series which would turn into a franchise was at his peak, man. This is my absolute favorite in the series, man. Now, funny thing about this one. Now, uh, if you guys have been following along with the commentaries, which y'all can check out if y'all want, uh, you know, for Resident Evil and Resident Evil Apocalypse, the first movie was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. He did not return to the second movie, Resident Evil Apocalypse. He, I think he just came back on as producer and writer. That one was directed by Alexander Witt. This movie has a whole new director to it, uh, Russell Mulcahy. And if nobody is familiar with that guy, then I'm pretty sure diehard fans of the Highlander series are familiar with Russell Mulcahy. He directed the first two Highlanders. He directed Ricochet. He directed The Real McCoy. He directed The Shadow with Alec Baldwin, which is a underrated kind of superhero, anti-hero type of movie that I really need to go back on, man. That's one of those films that's got a cast that's completely loaded it's got a character that nobody even really remembers or just doesn't know about at all and i was surprised to find out you know russell mokahai was was uh the one that was behind that movie man because i haven't seen it in forever but um nonetheless man 2007 resident evil extinction dropped now this one like i said not only is this my favorite one this one definitely captured what the zombie apocalypse should have been it's it's so fucking run down and worn down and just Mad Max Fury Road type of terrain, just type of atmosphere, type of vibe. Even the zombies look hungry at, at some point in this movie. There's a zombie whose ribs are literally showing one one of the first zombies I think they show in uh in this movie, man. His ribs are literally showing. That's how you know food is scarce, resources are scarce. Um you know, Alice has been on her own since, you know, since Resident Evil 2. We don't know what transpired when they drove away from that umbrella facility. But we do have um, Oded Fair coming back as Carlos Oliveira. We've got Mike Epps coming back as LJ. But we've got new faces here. We got Ali Larder playing Claire Redfield. Of course, Claire Redfield was introduced in um, Resident Evil 2. I think she was with Leon in that movie. Spencer Locke is in here playing a character named Kmart. And it's like... Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I'm not going to talk shit about the movie, but certain characters just like, for real, like there's a guy named Otto who's a fucking bus driver in this movie. And I'm just like, I'm like, come on, man. Like you couldn't, you couldn't come up with a better handle than, than Otto for this dude. Ashanti is also in this movie and she gets a really, <laughs> she gets a dramatic death scene. I don't mean dramatic in the sense where people are going to be like, oh my God, I'm about to just need therapy after this. It's like, she wanted to die so gracefully, you know, in, in the sea. I, we'll get to it when it comes up. And of course, Mila Jovovich, uh, is in this movie back as Alice, who is more badass than she ever has been in this series. Another thing I loved about this movie was that we get the introduction of, uh, I think we saw the crows in the first movie briefly, but we get a real Alfred Hitchcock murderous crow scene in this movie, man, because the crows have been feeding on infected flesh. So it's a dope ass scene where they just attack everybody on the bus and the crows communicate with each other and shit like that. You get the dogs, you get the zombies, you get uh, the closest you're going to get to the original Resident Evil 
game zombies, which is zombies dressed up the same. I don't know if y'all remember. Uh, like I said, my first Resident Evil game was on Sega Saturn. And I remember all the zombies being dressed exactly the same. That's I, I could be wrong, but that's something I definitely feel as though I remember from that game. And you've got all these zombies in these jumpsuits that uh, Umbrella and Wesker and Dr. Isaacs, played by Ian Glenn, are doing experiments on. There's basically it's basically Day of the Dead. You know, they're they're trying to figure out that that you know the way to evolve the zombies and make them super smart and make them faster. You know, and stuff like that. They even climb shit in here. Which you know, it's it's hit or miss for some people. I don't mind because I've seen more outlandish shit with uh with zombies done. Another thing I loved about this before I jump into this commentary, people, is the fact that Ian Glenn, spoiler alert, turns into the tyrant from, I think, the first Resident Evil game. You know, he's got that tentacle arm and shit. And it's a really dope design, man. There are times where it looks a little, you know, a little foam, rubbery, flimsy. But I, y'all know me, man. I'm I'm a practical effects dude over CG effects any day of the week, man. I don't mind a monster in a suit. Um, I, you know, speaking of video game movies, I love Doom. That's one of the reasons. Uh, practical effects, monster in a suit cheesy b-movie type of shit so i can appreciate the you know the work that the special effects people put into this movie now this is uh thank god on netflix man we ain't got to get all them ads and all that crazy shit it's not tubi i don't have to worry about commercials and all that other annoying headache type of stuff so that's just in case you guys are tuning in with me man and y'all know if y'all are tuning in y'all are the true to the reviews mvp so without further ado people let's jump into this commentary for my favorite entry in the series resident evil extinction i will hit the play button in three two one and when i said no ads sure enough we gotta wait for this shit to load up niggas just can't get a break these days but we rolling people we are we are going Another thing this movie had was an opening that confused the hell out of me. I was like, wait, and are we recapping the same opening from the first movie? It's a nice little bait and switch type of thing that they did. And I still I still stick to my story, man. I think Russell Mulcahy did such a fantastic job with this movie that I'm sorry. I think Paul W.S. Anderson got intimidated. And he's like, y you know what? Uh, I'll come back and direct the last three movies because uh i don't want you to try to move in on my wife then we proceeded every resident evil after that was just fucking matrix slow motion polished up type of shit i mean the movies after this look great they look great but this if you think zombie if i think zombie apocalypse then i'm thinking how they depicted it in this movie i don't know how in the next movie we went from just dirty you know rugged grainy type of apocalypse to clean shaven Gillette um leather clad clean clothes everybody just looks like models in that movie I mean granted Ashanti looks like a model in this movie but I'm saying and her name's Betty in this movie you know like nurse Betty like like come on man like y'all Jesus man Now, of course, this this like I said, this was the old bait and switch because people are pro were probably thinking like, wait, we've seen this opening before. Alice in the mansion. She wakes up naked as Mila Jovovich does. Uh, but the people were probably so just confused. Like, what the fuck is going on here? 
Now, what they should have did, I mean, I like what they did, the twist here and the opening, but what they should have did was they should have had Alice move that statue to the side. That statue right there. They should have had her move it to the side and find a trap door. And Resident Evil 3 could have just easily been in the mansion. But I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with what we got, though. I think this is where it fucked people up because it's like, wait, the laser room was in the mansion. So we know at this point, we know the the game has changed right now. Alice is like, not again. I don't know why I always love that that shot of the laser just skimming off the bottom of her boot. I don't know how people can just can just climb through just ventilation systems. I don't understand that shit. Yeah, that would have been a terrible, terrible way to go. That was cool though. That that uh, you know that that blade that just cut the gurney in half. This shit though. Yep. Now I wonder how many people freaked out at this point. Like, oh my god, Alice got shot. What are we gonna do? <sighs> Ian Glenn. Pompous ass villain Ian Glenn playing Dr. Isaacs. I can't fucking stand this dude. He's in the very last movie and him and Alice have a fight with some of the worst editing I've ever seen in my life. But he's like, we played a good game, you and I. Now it's over. Because I have to go back to the Game of Thrones set. That motherfucker really was on Game of Thrones, though. Not that I got into it. Couldn't get into it, man. A lot of people give me shit for it, but y'all know my, my picks are different. Now, here is one of the craziest reveals of the movie. When these guys dump Alice's body into this body pit and it's just filled with nothing but Alice clones 
like they've really been trying to find the perfect Alice, like which is a fucking creepy concept, man. And it's like all of them got kind of got blood in the same places. So, oh, you know what? I was wrong. The first zombie we see doesn't isn't the one with the ribs. But these I love these the way these zombies look, these designs and this makeup is fucking amazing. This is how, yo, if it's a zombie, and I love that shot. Not to compare anything, but Zach, you know, Zack Snyder gave me more zombies in a CG, you know, bird's eye view shot like that. But I love that shot. The Umbrella Corporation thought they'd contained the infection. They were wrong. Raccoon City was just the beginning. Within weeks, now, do y'all ever get tired of this narration from Mila Jovovich? I don't, but I couldn't argue nobody down who who does. But I, I guess like if you missed the last two, it's just like they gotta give you a nice little recap. And I don't know where they shot this at. I could probably look it up right now, but I I don't know where they shot this at, but just everything just looks desert. I love it. We avoided major cities. If we stopped any place too long, they would be drawn to us. Only a few at first, but then more and more. Never-ending army of undead. For those of us left, staying on the road seemed the only way to stay alive. Yeah, until you run out of gas. Ah, the in Utah. Damn, you know it's desolate when the tumbleweed rolls past. She got that BMW motorcycle. Alice just looks like a fucking apocalyptic cowgirl she's just <sighs> this is one of the reasons i started this series as opposed to the underworld series because you know no disrespect to kate beckinsale's celine character but i was just drawn to to the resident evil movies a, a lot more than the underworld movies i actually i think after underworld oh, shit i almost said underworld extinction underworld um what is it rise of the lichens which is the third movie which is my favorite that's something these two series have in common for me but after that one i kind of fell off because i think underworld awakening was after that and then blood wars was the last one but i just i just think alice just is m way more of a badass Did you eat it? Please help my baby. This lady ain't shit. You bitch. You dropped my baby. <laughs> Alice just stared her up and down like, yeah, you have no idea that all of y'all are about to die. 
They deserve to die, though, because they were going to let him rape her. With that damn butterfly buoy knife. I don't know what the hell that thing is. I know somebody from Mortal Kombat had that knife. Creep ass dude. Yep. Serves you right. Yeah. Alice has got a hell of a judo kick. Fuck that dude, man. But this is like this. I'm telling y'all, man. It captured the zombie apocalypse for me because this is some. I don't. The wall. Of course, the Walking Dead TV show wasn't out at this time. But this is some Walking Dead shit where. You know, if you travel long enough and the apocalypse goes on long enough, there's going to be people out there like this. They either want to loot and take what you have. They they become cannibals. They just want to be bullies and tyrants like the like the um, the whispers. Yo, does she just spit towards the camera? Where my dog? Yep, I was about to say where my dog is at. The dogs look hands down the best in a. Oh my god, he just spit in his hand. The dogs look the best in this movie for me. Now, I don't know who trained these damn dogs. I think uh, Usain Bolt probably trained these dogs because these motherfuckers is moving. Damn. They got zombie dogs as pets. Like these, these people deserve what's coming to them. Pushed his nose bone back into his brain. Ooh, that's oh, that sound effect was horrible. Like in a good way. Damn. Eat up, boys. Damn. Alice is like, I'll take my guns and y'all shit, too. Now she got those knives. Oh, those knives. Yo, when I say Alice puts in twerk with them knives, man. When the zombies come, when they, when they get to Vegas... Uh, let, let me big up this movie real quick again. Uh, this was the first zombie movie, if I'm not mistaken, to to take the zombies to Vegas before uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead.
Damn. Here comes the Calvary. That's the dude Otto driving the bus. And I love that they're in this fucking convoy, man. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six cars in a convoy. I love it, man. Love it. Because, you know, if you want to travel, you travel in style. Organized crime uh, in a zombie apocalypse. Ali Larder. Who's a horror vet? Final Destination 1 and 2. Oded Fair. He got a haircut for the zombie apocalypse. Oh, that fair is a badass, man. Mike Epps, and that's, uh, I forgot to mention Lyndon Ashby from, uh, he played Johnny Cage in the original Mortal Kombat movie. So I'm pretty sure that was Paul W.S. Anderson's doing. And Ashanti looking super fine. This is a zombie I was talking about with the rib cage. The zombie's like, yo, I, I know y'all ain't eating, but I ain't neither, man. Like, damn. And I love that this thermal scan shit that they do, you know, when they show the schematics of the hive and the structures and stuff, that they, they do that in every movie. But I love that it doesn't show... You, you see how the humans are in red. They don't show the zombies because they're, you know... They're fucking dead, so... Now, this dude that plays Wesker in this movie... This is obviously not... Um, I want to say the guy's name that played Wesker... Um... Sean Ashmore? Or is it Sean Roberts, the guy that would play Wesker for the rest of the movies? Because this dude, you know, uh, the Wesker that they get for the rest of the movies, he's spot on looks-wise, I guess. That's as close as you're going to get for now, but um, this motherfucker that plays Wesker is just lifeless. I'm sorry. Uh, Jason O'Mara is his name. Let me see if this dude's name was really Sean Ashmore. I wanted to see the Sean Ashmore or Sean Roberts. Sean Roberts. I knew I was on the right track. Why he say it like Pinhead for flesh? He loves his SH words. Or SH endings, rather. Now I want to watch Hellraiser. Provide the basis for a docile workforce. We can return to the surface. After months of experiments, you have nothing to show, and we are left to rot underground. Without the original projectile, this progress has been difficult. I've been forced to replicate it using clone genetic models. It's laborious. The results. You better make better progress, then, bruh. This is the highest priority. We'll concentrate on this to the exclusion of all of the research. Expect an updated report within a week. Simply demanding results will not guarantee. Then perhaps we should place someone else in charge. Someone who can give us the reassurances we require. Continue. And that's uh Matthew Marsden, if I'm not mistaken. He plays the you know, the dude that um 
Dr. Isaacs kills when he turns into the tyrant. But uh, Matthew Marsden, I don't know if he's related to um, James Marsden. I'm not sure. But he was in Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. He was the asshole who put that stone spider on. Oof. He put that stone spider on Morris Chestnut's hand. I don't know how many of y'all have seen Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. I wouldn't really recommend it. It's a really good multicultural cast of characters that they don't do enough with. And I feel like they showcase the wildlife a little more than they do the snakes. And it's a shame because that movie was directed by uh, Dwight Little, who did Halloween 4. So I remember going to the movies with my mom to see that. And I, th- I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. Because the first Anaconda, people, you know, people could talk shit about that movie all they want to. But that was that was the it of his time. You know, it was Anaconda, it was Lake Placid, it was Deep Blue Sea, it was Deep Rising. You know, don't don't sleep on Annie without asking her if she's okay. Yup, Matthew Marsden is that guy's name. See, I'm 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 half decent, half decent with this movie stuff. I promise y'all that jump scare didn't scare me just now. I wonder how old that food is that's up in there. Whoo! Damn. That's that's just trifling. That's like Amityville horror times a thousand. Them damn flies. Now we see here the crow is eating the eyeball of that zombie, so that's how the crows get infected. And Alice is just looking like, ew. First of all, even in the zombie apocalypse where I'm trying to I'm trying to make my way and survive, I'm not reading all that shit. All that chicken scratch and you just circling stuff and underlining it seven times, writing in bold print. I mean, I would keep it. But this camera work, man, I, I not well, not necessarily camera work, but just the shot itself before it got a close up. It just looks hot. Like, y'all know how it looks when you're driving and you just look ahead and you just see how hot it is. Looks like vapors coming out of the ground and shit. Another thing I like about this movie, man. um, which is probably hit or miss with a lot of people and uh shout out michael vanderpool uh, in the cinemaniacs group because we were talking about this yesterday in the group and he was saying um we were talking about mike epps and he said this movie made mike epps tolerable for him and i said um i said i didn't mind mike epps in in um in resident evil apocalypse but i like that they dialed the humor down and dialed the you know just the antics down a little bit in this one so he could actually be LJ as opposed to being Mike Epps in this movie. Cause there's not a lot of humor from LJ in this in this one. Yeah. 
it was a shit ton of it in in the last one but this one they pulled back and it's it helps because comic relief can definitely be a make or break thing Another thing we were talking about was uh, Oded Fair. Uh, we said that Oded, we agreed that Oded Fair should definitely, he's a versatile actor. He definitely should have, he should be a bigger household name than he is, honestly. I doubt the TV works. I know it was a joke, people. I like that LJ and Carlos still rock out. You know what I'm saying? Because they kind of like stumbled upon each other in this. I think it was in the school in the last movie. And they were pretty much stuck with each other as survivors. But they, they rock out in this one. And LJ finally gets to fire that gold desert eagle in this one. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna need a pistol, a shotgun, and a knife. And a sword on my back. Sword is for the distance. But he snapped his kneecap in half, though, with the shots. This was a really good trick shot right here, where the lady's walking towards him with her undead titties out. It was a trick shot because Mike Epps shot in front of him because he saw the lady running towards, walking towards him, and she was really behind him, and he shot a mirror. But Zam Ashanti. I wish there was more interaction with them two in here, but we see um. Fuck, man, LJ got bit, and he's not telling anybody. Betty. So what do we say? Dinner at my place tonight? Hell yeah. Dinner at your place every night. I like when she says my place, she just means in her truck. <laughs> I love that shit. He stared at her ass when she walks <laughs> Oh, then he just looks at this bite wound like, man, I'm not even gonna have time to hit that ass. I'm turning. 
I don't want to be rude here, but this zombie right here looks exactly like one of my elementary school teachers. It was a woman. The zombie's a man. I'm sorry. See, day of the dead shit. Where they gave him a phone and he puts the phone to his ear. It was, it's like when, you know, he's like, uh, Dr. Frankenstein's like, say hello, bub. Say hello to your Aunt Alicia. Yeah, let's let's teach the zombies uh, functional motor skills and shit. Stand your ground. My God, unbelievable. Fuck that. Fuck that shit, man. When Doctor Isaacs is just getting off on it, it's always a fucking mad scientist, man. That's why I agree with Rhodes. I agree with Rhodes. Uh, Rhodes was a dick, man. He's one of the biggest assholes in, in the zombie genre history. The zombie's like, the circle's not a square. Oh, I hate Dr. Isaacs. He just let them die. And then kind of just looks down at him like, ugh. Glad what 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 they say in uh boondocks? Shit wouldn't happen to me though. <laughs> that's, that's how Dr. Isaacs just walked off. <laughs> he ain't shit. But I was saying I really hold up, I'll get to my point in one second, because I hate this part. get the fuck out of here that is some of the lamest shit i've ever heard in this entire series and granted this series does not have the best writing in the world but you know he's otto is shaking up you know to his ear shaking up cans of food with no labels and he's like here this is fruit cocktail here this is pork and beans he gives claire he's like here this is soups cream of mushroom and, and, and you hear you y'all heard it she's like how do you do that he's like it's just one of my skills your skills is to fucking know what soup is in what can. It's like that is some of the corniest shit ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I just don't. I don't like that part at all. God damn. What was the point I was trying to make, man? Y'all know my brain's all over the place. Now this character, Mikey. Clearly, him and Claire, like they, he flirts with her or whatever. I, I love this shot here, where Carlos is just um. He's in the sand on the four-wheeler, setting up the perimeter, just in such a badass fashion, yo. Carl, man. But I was saying, the, the guy Mikey, Christopher Egan is his name. Um, you could tell it was kind of sort of something going on, because when he dies, Claire loses her shit. Spoiler alert. But I was saying, prior to all of this, I agree with Captain Rhodes and Day of the Dead about that one thing where he's like, I don't I don't want these zombies to do anything but drop over. Like, you want to teach them tricks. I'm trying to kill these motherfuckers. Hey. 
And I love how organized they are in the zombie apocalypse. They set up a perimeter where they get to, you know, they get a little bit of breathing room. They get to fall back for a second, bust a grub, have date night shit. That's a sign, Claire. Don't smoke cigarettes. I'll be feeling like I'm preaching. Um, cause I'm, I've been off cigarettes for seven years now, so I'll be feeling like I'm preaching when I tell my friends. Like my friends will be like, "Man, I ain't got no smokes on me." I'm like, "Yep, look at God trying to tell you to leave that shit alone." See all that cryptic code shit in that uh in that book, man. It's like you fly here. It's like Morgan from The Walking Dead wrote it. He's like, there's no infection here, but there's infection over there. So you might want to go over yonder and elsewhere to find where over there is actually at the end. And then you read that entire manual or that that entire manuscript, and you realize that you don't know what the fuck this person was talking about when they wrote it. That was a dope shot I never paid attention to where they, you actually see the stars in the sky and the zombies, which I'm sure were CG. Uh, I was gathered outside the gate of the umbrella facility. I think it's really interesting how they keep these Alice clones stuck inside of a water ball, like literally a, a water ball. Like, how does. I know I shouldn't be talking about physics in a Resident Evil movie, but how does that physically work? And this is some body snatchers type stuff right here, because Alice is affected. Like, she she's affected by. The clones. She starts getting on her Jean Grey mode. Now, obviously, this is the T virus that's inside of Alice that can make her levitate and manipulate. She does. She does that uh, later on in the movie too. And there goes the BMW bike. She's like, oh, I gotta stop dreaming like this. Doctor Isaacs. What is it? My senses have detected a peak in cyanotic activity, both alpha and beta wave. Now is this the same girl's voice from the original one? Because they actually have the little girl here. She's a hologram, but it's a real actress. He's like, a word? Bless your little holographic heart. 
she basically had to check Dr. Isaacs. Like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm trying to tell you there's some seismic activity up in these ruins. Bitch. Because Dr. Isaacs is a bitch. I love this shot, too. Alice just trekking through the sand. There's nothing around. She's got the um, goggles on. Like I said, looking like a post-apocalyptic cowgirl. Just trekking. That shot actually made my stomach drop a little bit. It was a little too high up. Oh, yep. Here we go. It's one of the best sequences in the movie. Relax, Kmart. It's just somebody with a hook for a hand trying to get in. I'm sorry. I love the costume design in general in this movie. The bird didn't even attack. It just screamed at her. Mikey's got a shotgun strapped to the ceiling of his truck. He's like, Control-Alt-Delete. Now, of course, these birds are C... They use some real birds, but these birds are CG. And... I know it, but I can appreciate Everybody stay in your trucks. the birds about to wreck shit in this in this sequence. Oh, that wasn't one of Otto's skills. He couldn't hear birds from a mile away. That bird's got some weight to it, that crow. And I love the close-up shot of the eyes that they do. That shot right there, I love it. Now look how this bird communicates. The bird was like, yo, they up in there, no? <laughs> that bird let the niggas know, like, yo. Squad up, we about to ride on these dudes. All cause that dumbass kid dropped a Pepsi can. Now see that could've easily been Mike Epps, they could've easily wrote him to say some crazy shit. I don't even understand why they're wasting bullets on these on these birds. A waste, it's a waste of bullets. Oh, good job, Otto. One of your skills is driving into a pole. 
fucking doofus. We do? Fuck them kids. Alice knows. She knows something's up. Here they come. What a horrible way to die. Just getting pecked to death by... Here we go. Ashanti's... <laughs> Ashanti's death scene, man. She dies so dramatically, yo. I'm trying to tell y'all. Yeah, I would have been left auto because I would have been like, you, you fucking up, bruh. Wait, did they just leave Carlos? Buddy! <laughs> that's, that's all you hear Mike Epps saying. Buddy! Why didn't they get on the flamethrower sooner? That thing is badass! Bye, Otto. And bye, Betty. Oh man. Now Ashanti just sliding down the glass all dramatic like that. That's what I meant. Cause she's just like, ah, ooh, I'm sexy even when I die. Did that motherfucker just do the Wilhelm scream? Yeah, it was about to be a wrap for Carlos and that girl. Now Alice came in. Here she go with Jean with the Jean Grey antics again. I love how her pupils just do that thing. Whew. Some money shot right there. I remember they showed that in a lot of the trailers. Uh, the 360 cam on Alice. With the fire, like literally the sky was fire and the birds were burning up. I love that. That's one of the best shots in the whole movie. Alice's damn health bar just ran down. She got to recharge. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, man, but I'm sorry. Y'all know I goof off. I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. This is kind of like um, Captain Rhodes talking to Dr. Frankenstein in Day of the Dead. Because he's just like, what are you doing with what are you doing with those things in there? You know what I'm saying? Supposed to be domesticating them. Sometimes they're not 
expression has its uses. What could you possibly need these things for? Dr. Isaacs, specimen 87 has reached the final stage of the test grid. Perfect. Put her on the screen. Matthew Marsden, man. I'm sorry. I, all I see is the guy, Jack. Um, his name was Jack in Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Because he was just so... He wanted those plants so bad for the Fountain of Youth. So bad that he was willing to, like, risk people's lives. He paid Johnny Messner to, you know, to stay on the river, even though he knew how dangerous it was. He, he paid him extra. Like, he's just such a fucking slimeball in that movie, man. Oh, Kmart made her a bracelet. Kmart actually comes back in the series. Uh, I think in the next movie they rescue her. They either rescue her in in uh, Resident Evil Afterlife or Retribution, the one that comes after it. She's definitely not in the last one. I don't. I don't. I can't remember if she died or what. She's not, she's not a terrible character. It's just. Just her story, you know. They found me in Kmart, so that's what they named me. I don't know. Um, on the flip side of it, I can appreciate that they, you know, even if it's cheesy, they try to do things with these characters. They try to give them names that are quirky. They try to give them backstories that are quirky, um, whatever the case may be. I can appreciate that as far as, you know, instead of having just completely bland characters in a Resident Evil movie, because I'm going to be real. I don't give a fuck about any of those. Like, I may talk shit and goof off about um, this was the sad part. Mike Epps putting the chain on uh, on Betty's cross. But uh, I'm going to be real. Like, I can make fun of the characters in this movie, even though this is my favorite in the series. But I could give two shits about any character. I love Mila Jovovich's character in the next one. I like Ali Larder. You know, the whole memory loss thing that they did in the next one. Uh, I wanted to like Boris Kojo, but I just can't. You know, all that star power shit. Nah. Um, I don't like those characters at all. They're very expendable in the next movie. Why didn't you ever return my phone call after that one night stand? You got some good shit. Sounds pretty simple. Why stay out there alone? She's safer. people. Would you come back? Man, and it worked. It worked for me in this movie. Um, Alice and Carlos's interaction, because they had little. Little nooks and crannies uh, in in the last movie. 
but I wish they just, you know, I wish they had stuck around each other longer to, you know, it would have been nice to have a little romantic type of chemistry in a Resident Evil movie. Like, I wish Carlos would have, you know, spoiler alert, survived for the next movie. Shut up. Oh, stop busting her balls that she doesn't have. Y'all better be happy she around. Shit, I'd, yo, I'd have been the one getting on Alice's nerves if I was in that, you know, in that group of survivors. I'd have been like, yo, that thing you did with the crows, could you do that again if we were ever in that much trouble? Because I like you already. Only 62? Him in this damn process. The longer we leave her out there, the greater chance we lose her again. I can't miss that. That decision isn't yours to make. You will take no action until this matter has been discussed by the committee at the next scheduled meeting. Doctor. That's an order. Is it me or just, does Ian Glenn's face just look like he, he only tanned his face and everything else just doesn't match? First of all, I didn't even answer your first question for you to ask a second one, so... Oh my god, I forgot to mention, uh, what's the name in the next movie? I didn't give a fuck about his character either. Uh, in Resident Evil Afterlife, they introduced Chris Redfield. And, you know, it's not until the end of the movie where Claire Redfield remembers everything that she remembers that that's her brother because she's not buying it when they meet. His acting is atrocious in the next movie. And I'm like, Chris Redfield? Like, why would y'all do him dirty like that? Like... Claire doesn't look anything like she does in the game, at least not for me. But Chris, they they tried to give him a a classic game look, but that actor, I think his name is something Wentworth. Was it J G Wentworth? Eight seven seven cash now. Something went. Let me look it up. I want to say Wentworth, but that motherfucker, man, his acting is awful. He's like, Claire, 
I'm your brother. I gotta know what this guy's name is. Uh, I know it. Oh, Wentworth Miller <laughs> is his name. Wentworth Miller, who plays Chris Redfield in the next movie, People. That motherfucker's acting is flat. Oh, put some Neosporin on that bite, bruh. Now, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the dude that played Otto was, uh, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that, Joe Joe Hursley. He was in, um, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. He was in Fast and Furious, the, the fourth movie where Toretto rolled up on him in the garage and he's like, He's like, don't you ever put your hands on me again. Say hi to your sister for me. And Toretto is about to crush that nigga's head with an engine. These are our options. The nearest safest bet is right there. It's empty. I tried that. We could try this. Vegas. It's the only place we're sure to find gasoline and supplies. You just want to go gambling. We have drained every small town dry for the last six months. We have to hit a big city. She's right. In Vegas, it's really bad. Well, uh, since they're going to Vegas, I guess all bets are off, huh? <laughs> Is this thing on? I'll be here all week, people. The Bad Jokes Comedy Tour. <laughs> I think that was the fucking tagline for this movie when it, like, when the posters were coming out, all bets are off. It was either in, in, on the posters or it was in the trailer. So don't blame me for the bad puns, people. Release of vehicles and personnel under command of Dr. Isaacson. That's an order. Now this this was kind of confusing for me, people. Um, so the helicopter, uh, the umbrellas helicopter, they drop this big ass container into Vegas, but the amount of zombies that come out of this thing do not match the size of this thing. I don't know if I'm underestimating the size of it. I'm pretty sure I'm not. But whatever. It's goddamn liars. They said peace over there. We're living outside. Still people living. Still people, living people, loving people. Get out of here, man. See those just those like look at each other moments, no dialogue with um Alice and Carlos. I like that shit. Yeah, fine. Fucking beans, man. They lit the horse, yeah, the cowboys do it. You 
years practicing. I now, I'm wondering, would y'all tell some like if y'all got bit and nobody saw it, would y'all tell anybody? Like, I I would I would have to, cause I don't want to come back and attack people. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. Cause a chain reaction. I I attack somebody and then they attack somebody. Like you know what I'm saying? Fuck everything up and everybody done died in vain. But if I did keep like if I did keep it from somebody, I would just reveal it later on. Like like um like Michael did. I think Jake Weber was the actor's name in Dawn of the Dead, 2004. Where he knew he got bit, but he didn't tell anybody until they got to the marina, until they got to the boat. He was like, look, when they jumped us downtown, I got bit on the arm, so fuck out of here. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I always wanted to see, like, uh, an emotional moment where somebody reveals... I mean, it's always emotional when your favorite characters get bit, but... Um, you know, where somebody reveals that they get bit, that they've been bit all this time, but when they reveal it, you know, it's too like somebody just reacts differently, emotionally, violently, and they don't want them to leave themselves behind, pretty much. Yep, I know the feeling. I don't know, but I've I've lost it. I don't know about like lost it as in you know spent it assholishly, but I don't know about dropping just two thousand dollars like a whop two stacks. Like I can't do that. I think the most I've ever dropped. It's five, like a five dollar bill. Like I can't, you know. I'm very like punctual with my bread. Better pick somebody that's not afraid of heights. Is what I would have told her. That's a sick ass gun that he's got. But nobody could tell that LJ was like looking sickly. You know, his behavior was a little different. He was acting pretty suspicious. You got to know your crew, man. Lyndon Ashby just dawned on me. He's in another movie I did commentary for. If you guys want to check out that piece of shit. Uh, no diss to him, but uh, Prom Night. The remake that came out in 2007, I want to say. Yeah, he played um, played Britney Snow, the main character's uncle. Let's get this done. That movie's awful, people. That's a part of the shit show edition commentary. That is one of the driest remakes I've ever seen. You went, you went, you know, prom night went from somebody getting their fucking head knocked off with an axe and rolled out onto the dance room floor to some CW, you know, just 
glamorous life type of stuff. It's just whack. Yep. Party time, people. There's a lot. Like, y'all, st look, the size of that thing, man. Unless it was a manhole cover they dropped that shit on. Those zombies just, it, it's like a clown card. It's like millions of zombies about to just pour out of this container. Yep. Probably the second best sequence. No, the best sequence in the movie, hands down. Best sequence in the whole fucking movie. Because it's party time. You got these super zombies running after everybody. Everybody getting busy. Everybody either running or they shooting. And Lyndon Ashby's just sitting on that Eiffel Tower just scoping shit out. Oof. This is what I'm talking about, people. This is where we lacked in the last two movies was the cherry pie flying. Headshots, body shots. Show me all of that. I love it. This one, Alex got on her super matrix. Whew. These knives, man. She puts in work. Ugh. I love that LJ's still helping, even though he's like literally dying. Clicky, clicky, clicky. Damn. Meliovich didn't need no no guns at all. Just them knives. That was badass. Uh, how Claire just shot that zombie like that. Whoo. <laughs> I take back anything I might have said bad about Kmart. That was a clean hole you could walk through she blew in that zombie's head. Why are you just screaming in his face like that? If I was out in the open, I would have just been running... Holding on to Mila Jovovich's coat the whole time. Like, don't leave me. Ugh. She is going crazy berserker mode. And, of course, we have to have characters that now this shot just looks like Mila Jovovich has got a GoPro on. But we have to have characters with no names that have to get eaten in the scene. When she's dead, make sure you move in fast. I need a sample Fast. Is, just every, is every line Shakespearean with this guy? Make sure you move in fast. I need a sample, a sample, a S-O. Not an S-A, he's like, I need a sample of her blood. He'd play a good Dracula. 
Alice went into debug mode for a second. She just stopped doing everything. Everybody running out of bullets now. Damn, they are fucking those windows up. Oh, poor Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Whew. Claire got that Winchester. That Winchester rifle. Now, she wasn't having it. When it came to Mikey, she was not fucking around. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, it's a wrap for little Mikey. Mikey likes it. She wasn't even going for headshots. She was just angry. I, t you know what? It's I'm, Night of Living Dead is just responsible for me loving Winchester rifles the way I do. Yep, that was it for Claire. Yeah, everybody out of bullets now. I'm not sure if I would want to climb that. When the zombies are chasing me, because I'm telling you, if I fall, I'm speaking of which. Ooh! Johnny Cage is no more, people. Silver. And Mike Epps is no longer a must. Oh, god damn it, LJ. <sighs> so, was this the first movie Mike Epps died in? But he petty. He went out being petty. Because, you know, he, he tried to attack Kmart. He bit Carlos. And it's like, when he did that and I first saw this, I'm like, God damn it. Carlos was rocking out, man. There ain't no antivirus. It's not like uh, the last movie. Apparently, Umbrella is not up to par with their upgrades. Parkour. I should do a. Uh, I should make a list and outline an episode on every when when characters in horror movies went berserker mode, or just in movies in general. Because Alice has a moment in this movie, Dom has a moment in Fast Nine, Michael has a moment in Halloween Six, Wolverine has a moment in Logan. Damn. 
fuck did Dr. Isaac he ran that fast out of the tent Oh, well, they have the antivirus, but, you know, the survivors don't. That slow-mo shot right there is probably when Paul W.S. Anderson was like, wait a minute. I've got an idea for the next movie. The whole movie will be in slow motion. But you see how Dr. Isaacs was bitching? The antivirus! Get me the antivirus. It's like, no, you you wanted to, you know you wanted these motherfuckers as pets. How is it under house arrest? As you instructed, he's been quiet. They put my man under house arrest. Doctor Isaac's in there. Oof, getting doped up on that virus. Look at all those valves. Oof. I needed it. You have no idea what this will do to you. <laughs> he, he looks super sick now. I have an idea. You're out of control. Well, this ends here. Under executive order 1345, issued by Channel Wesker for insubordination and gross misconduct in the field. I sentence you to summary liquidation. Liquidation? He was sick of him. He had no idea that he was doped up off that virus. Oh no. Now I wonder how many people freaked out when they saw those tentacles come out of his arm because clearly that is the tyrant he is turning into. Now I don't know about y'all. I wasn't fucking with the tyrant in that first game. Uh, I never, I've never beaten any Resident Evil game. I'm pretty sure I've said this plenty of times. Um, you know when bosses keep mutating or just, I'm like, fuck that, man. Fuck that. Not necessarily. And I have an idea. I'm going to be the sacrifice play and have the most emotional scene in the movie. I'm going to make Kmart cry and everyone else. I may do another mummy movie. I don't know. But I'll be back for Resident Evil Retribution. He actually is back in Resident Evil Retribution. That motherfucker got two roles. He's a clone for Umbrella. Claire's just so tough that she won't even make a face when she cries. But yeah, this this was sad for me too, man. Like I'm I'm like, damn, dog. Like you you were one of he didn't look anything like the original Carlos from Resident Evil Three. Okay, cool. But he was he was one of the coolest characters in the second one. 
and one of the coolest characters in this one and his send-off is like you got to do the iron man sacrifice play like He's like, no, I was going to tell you when you get down there to look up my movie, The Mummy Returns, on IMDb. It's really good. Really good. I'm glad she kissed him before he went. They finally had that moment. Carlos should have... When she kissed him, he should have just been like, you know what, uh, on second thought, let's get a quickie in before I go crash into this gate. Because I'm telling you, man, if I get bit, like, I mean, I don't know how that works. Like, does that, like, if, if you get bit and you sleep with somebody, do they turn into a zombie? Or if you kiss somebody, just, I don't know how it works. But if it was safe to do so, I got to get me some. I got to smoke something. I got to drink something. See how he's, the way he's driving, like, he's driving this truck, about to drive it into the gate with the dynamite and shit. You do have a smoke. He, I'm, I'm gonna have a smoke. I'm gonna be drinking some, some brown liquor, probably some Jack Danny. Mm. Nice little dawn of the dead Easter egg right there when the when the BP truck was uh driving through the zombies. I love this shot when the truck tips over, right there, and Carlos just falls onto the passenger side. And the way that they shot this, when he inhales it and they they zoom out, it looks like he's fucking promoting weed, yo. He's like Indigo Afghani Kush. The finer things in life. <laughs> it's like a fucking uh, you know, a, a title card should have just popped up for whatever bud that was he was smoking. Damn. Why'd you have to do it? You know why he smiled like that? Because they probably let Oded Fair smoke a real joint. <laughs> it was, he, he knew it was his last scene in the movie, so he just had a big ass smile on his face getting high. Like she was supposed to be the new Alice or some shit.
right, now we are into our third third act. You know, I always say there's a, there's a third act and then there's a third third act. Oh, Mila Jovovich can do the Ali Larder thing too, where she oh she is she's pissed now. She's like these motherfuckers been making clones of me. This shit feels like an old zombie western, yo. Straight up. And I... Oh, God. So many damn things I love about this movie, man. Here we go. This is, um... You know, it's kind of kind of back to the basics. You know, going back into... Going pretty much into the hive and... Being underground to fight a monster. It's like a video game. You gotta go down under into the dark caverns of umbrella to beat this you know beat the tyrant it's very much like the video game Now, all this stuff down here is kind of lit. I mean, at least for the moment, it's kind of lit how the first movie was. As far as the tunnels and stuff go. Dr. Isaacs just killed everybody down there. Patty. You know what I mean? I see what you did there. She's like, don't get ahead of yourself. Your blood is pure, and this facility contains all of the equipment you will require to synthesize a cure. You mean scrolling? Correct. There is, however, a small problem. Small? 
This motherfucker is a humanoid from the deep. Let him out. She like, yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever, yo. You don't mean that shit. I didn't jump. I didn't, because I remembered that that was about to happen. But, um... <sighs> I wonder if Mila Jovovich picks her own costume. Or does she have help from the costume designer? Does Paul W.S. Anderson or the director at the time have a say-so? Always wondered that on movie sets. Yo, he really killed everybody down there. After everything they've done for you. That's why I hate these mad scientist-ass dudes. If they don't kill you, they'll use your body for experiments if you die or something like that. It's like I keep comparing Dr. Frankenstein, Day of the Dead. He was using dead soldiers. You know, he was feeding them to the zombies. And if not, he was conducting experiments on them. Some of them had their heads missing. Some of some of them had heads on the table that had wiring inside of their brain. It was weird. Alice is looking at herself in this water bubble like, damn, I'm in shape. I love that. I love water ripple effects, yo. It takes me back to movies like The Abyss. That's why like, I was crazy about uh, what James Wan did with Aquaman because those that, that movie's a visual spectacle. It's a visual uh, epic is what I meant to say. literally had to catch herself yo if Dr. Isaacs would have stayed in this mode he'd have been a problem yo and clone Alice is just like you're me you are me and I am you that was like one of the funniest scenes in Rush Hour 3 by the way where he's like who are you he's like you he's like not me you He's like, yes, I am you, and you are me, and me is us. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they were talking about. Uh-oh, Alice done lost the coat. You know she mean business when she lose the coat. back at home sweet home a lot of things come full circle in this movie that I really appreciate man this is my favorite for a reason 
See, this is why we can't have nice things, Dr. Isaacs. We keep breaking stuff. There you go. That's a Freddy Krueger moment right there. That's a great shot right there where they, uh, it almost was from Alice's POV where he had the tentacles around her neck. Alice got that matrix. She got that, that last airbender shit. It's like, all right, man, we know you strong. You just got to break through everything and kick through everything. I can't die. Yeah, you just said that. Damn. He just channeled his inner Sindel real quick. Somebody I need to see in Mortal Kombat 2, by the way, the movie, I mean, I want to see Sindel. Now, I wonder, did they give Ian Glenn, like, platform shoes to make him look tall as fuck? Or was it a stunt double? They just used him for the close-ups because he's huge compared to her now. Of course, he's the tyrant, but I'm just saying. Ian Glenn, I don't think, was that big. Or at least that tall, rather. See, that's him right there. Now, that's, that's when his hand looked real foamy, rubbery, you know. He's like, what? They <laughs> done brought that music back. <laughs> that laser grid music. Ooh, Alice was ready to die. Sure, a lot of people thought the movie just went off after that. But now we got zombies in Tokyo. It's a good song by, uh, well, it's not just called So, it's called Paris Tokyo from uh, Lupe Fiasco. Wherever I go, she go. Yo, Umbrella, they just fucking finance. Uh, underground bunkers in every, you know, everywhere. I was about to say every city, but everywhere. Tokyo, Moscow, the Arctic. He's like, by the way, uh, my pinstripe suit was sponsored by Umbrella, if you can't tell by the brooch. 
Chain Lion, though. Now, this is obviously a CG shot right here, but... I wonder how people responded to this by seeing all these Alice clones when they zoom out. Umbrella got they got way too much fucking time on their hands to just have all these Alice clones and in, in water bubbles. It's a whole room full of them. You know how pissed I'd be if if I walked in a room and it was that many clones of me. I'd be like, yo, wait, am I the real me or is is you the real me or is me you or are you, are you me? Ah, we made it, people. We survived yet another. We do really good at surviving um, the attacks of the Umbrella Corporation, man. This one was uh, way more special for me. And here Netflix goes. They don't even give you time to say no. It's just like, do you want to watch this? Well, guess what? You're going to. They've got fucking Cosmic Sin, Twilight, Gunpowder Milkshake. I've heard Gunpowder Milkshake is decent. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it later on. But I give... What am I doing here? I don't give a shit, man. I give Resident Evil, um, I give Resident Evil Extinction a ten out of ten. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is one of those movies that nails completely the zombie apocalypse, in my opinion, and it nails what a Resident Evil movie should be. You know, it gave me a lot of things that the first two movies didn't give me, where they watered it down in a lot of um, departments. The gore department, for example. Um, I almost gave this a 9.5 out of 10 because there were certain characters, y'all heard me making fun of certain characters in the movie, and there are a lot of characters whose names we don't know, who are just there to be fodder, you know, just there to be zombie food and stuff like that, but you gotta have that. Um, you know, if I nitpick that, then I gotta nitpick you know, land of the dead as far as post-apocalyptic uh, zombie movies go and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, man, this sales, man, on on every level for me is shot well. The movie looks amazing. The costume design is great. Uh, you know, I, I like that Mike Epps was dialed back in here. I like the addition of Ali Larder. Ashanti wasn't bad. You know, she had the super dramatic death scene. Uh, like I said, when Kmart blew that blew a hole in that zombie's head, I took away everything bad that I said about that uh, about that character. So it's decent, man. Plus it had, a, you know, maybe two emotional moments, maybe three where Mike Epps, um, you know, he's sad about Betty, where Alice is sad about Carlos and everybody's sad about Carlos. And when Carlos dies, like it had sad moments, which you don't really get in a lot of these movies. These movies are just run and gun, batshit crazy. I mean, it gets even. Listen, people, um, I'm not going to this is this is the most I'm going to enjoy like thoroughly genuinely enjoy a resident evil movie during this commentary binge next to the first one the next one uh it's my second i don't know it might be my second least favorite i don't know maybe i'll do the ranking when it's all over however um this one's just the shit man i love it love everything about it man so shout out to russell mocha high you know mila jovovich oded fair mike epps ashanti Ali Larder, everybody that was a part of Ian Glenn, everybody that was a part of making this movie, man. This is definitely the best in the series for me. It's a hard act to follow, man. So, you know, when we do, like, I, I keep saying this, when we do get that new Resident Evil trailer for the Netflix movie, pretty sure it's coming out on Netflix. Um, it's got to top this, hands down. I don't really want all the Matrix shit, but if you can give me something that's as badass as this and inject the horror that we always should have had, the, the full-blown horror that we always should have had from the, from the rip, 
then yeah, you could you could possibly win me over. But this is you know these are the shoes that you got to fill. These some big ass shoes right here. So we'll see what happens, people. But yeah, man, y'all already know where to go. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Horror Virus. And last but not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Big thank you to you guys, man, because uh, magically we jumped up to 7.8K spins. And uh, I didn't know that until this morning. So I posted it, and I think my caption in my story was um, almost there and all because of y'all. And uh, that's absolutely true, man. Y'all are, y'all are, you know, I could go on and on, man, and say the same shit over and over every episode, but I don't, never get tired of praising you guys, man, and giving you guys the utmost respect, man, for this, uh, you know, for the support, man. And y'all already know the love and support y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor, another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.